Hey everyone, I just want to remind you to make sure you check out the awesome people over at Anchor.fm. Of course, it is a great place for you to host your own podcast. And guess what? One of the cool parts is that it's totally free. Yeah, that's right, free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your computer or even your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others. Trust me, it's so easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys want to get in on it, make sure you download the free Anchor app or just simply go to anchor.fm to get started.
SummerSlam 2019 is in the books. How did it fare with the epic matches that we had scheduled, including not one, not two, but four, excuse me, five championship matches, a very odd pre-show, the return of Pyro, the Fiend debuts, and some other weird shenanigans in between. How did the greatest party of the summer held up this time? Well, let's break down SummerSlam 2019 on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. And now, OK Faye presents the Random Wrestling Podcast. I have been waiting a long time to say these words, and I'm going to say them right here, right now, tonight. Your number one source for all pro wrestling talk with a comedy twist. Where in the hell did Randy Orton come from? He snapped the metal crutch in half. Hey, in the middle. Is. How you doing, man? Good to see you. All right, yeah, you wear your little thing. You're looking like a blind nun. All right, hey, do me a favor. Park the Rock's truck. What is going on, everybody? It's yours truly, Connor Ray K. Okay, Fade here. Welcome back, guys, to episode 94 of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Of course, tonight is a special edition. Of course, we are talking about SummerSlam 2019. It's in the books. History has been made once again. And SummerSlam's got a weird vibe for me this time. It was a very, um, I think it was kind of a, a 50-50 show. Uh, some things were pretty awesome about SummerSlam. Some other things, not so much. Uh, but Toronto, Canada was on fire uh, sometimes. In uh, other times, it was not. <laughs> we'll talk about the entire card of SummerSlam 2019. I honestly thought SummerSlam was all right. I didn't think that, um, you know, SummerSlam definitely did not have the same allure or same... Uh, that's the phrase I look for. The same um, prestigiousness that SummerSlam usually has. I think part of that, unfortunately, is or was the booking going into this show. So it's kind of a, a tough call on that one. But I think SummerSlam overall, there were definitely some key things and key moments that certainly saved this show. Uh, not including the Pyro they decided to bring back at SummerSlam for some reason. So um, always see, glad to see Pyro back on these WWE shows. Now, before we get to the review, you guys, the routine, you guys know the whole deal. Always love to hear what you guys have to say. Make sure you guys leave me your thoughts down in the comment section below. If you guys are joining us here live on the channel, youtube.com slash okfavor. Always love hearing your guys' thoughts on all wrestling stuff stuff of course uh you can also hit us up on social media hit me up on twitter at okfabe i'm sorry i didn't tweet as much as i was looking to during SummerSlam tonight i kind of uh found myself uh lost in the shuffle as far as a lot of stuff going on with the kids and whatnot so it was kind of hard to multitask between the kids and SummerSlam and just all sorts of the shenanigans going on but I was able to still watch uh, the entire show from top to bottom. And, of course, we got to give some love to our friends who are, of course, over at the show. Vintage Dream, Spaz, Phoenix, Sir Cardinal, uh, amongst others. So make sure we give them some love. We're going to actually try and see if we can hear from some of them a little later on. We will be taking a couple of phone calls. Hopefully we'll be able to get a hold of one of them uh, because we, I definitely want to hear what they have to say about the show uh, from a live experience. I was trying to chat with a couple of them um, you know, beforehand or during the, uh, during it, but, um, 
we, we, we'll, we'll see about that. Of course, you guys in the routine, of course, we got Streamlabs. Super Chat links are enabled. If you guys want to donate to the show, always help support uh, the channel. That would be a huge help. Of course, we also got our merch over at represent.com slash store slash okfabe. Some new designs dropping over there very soon. If you guys haven't had a chance to take a look at them, please do so now because, of course, that also helps the show out. Patreon, we got some cool bonus goodies over there, some early access to some other stuff coming at you really, really soon over at Patreon. Dot com slash okfabe. And of course, if you guys missed out on NXT TakeOver, we of course did the NXT TakeOver review. That is up on the channel as well as, of course, the previews, picks, and predictions for SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver Toronto. I actually did um, pretty decent tonight as far as the predictions go. I, uh, I only missed, um, I think, three. I think three was the amount that I missed overall which wasn't bad, um, but SummerSlam in general, you know, and, and again, maybe this is just me and I mentioned this, um, you know, during the previews and predictions a couple of days ago, is that SummerSlam, you know, obviously one of the big hurdles about this show was the build, um, or lack thereof, you know, um, the, the build for SummerSlam was, was, was pretty, pretty rough, I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say that it wasn't um pretty pr pretty rough um that being said there were aspects of it that i still obviously enjoyed um but on the flip side of that it, it definitely didn't have the same SummerSlam feel to it and what do i mean by SummerSlam feel you guys are already saying in the chat i can already see that you know when it comes to these events, whoops, as, I, as I'm already banging off my microphone, we're off to a fantastic start on this, on this live stream. When it comes to certain shows, they, they, they tend to try to have, you know, to me, they need to have this big time feel to them, or at least a relatively big time feel to them. And WrestleMania has kind of, you know, faltered in that. And, and certainly SummerSlam, I was giving WWE credit last time as far as like them trying to make it seem like it's a big deal. But unfortunately... Uh, this SummerSlam did not, and I was kind of trying to be very, very optimistic, thinking, okay, you know, the, 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 the build going into SummerSlam has been dog crap, but coming out of it will be, will be fine, the, the show will be solid, and I guess, really, if I had to give the show a rating, and I know I usually do this at the end of the review, I would probably give SummerSlam, honestly, a, a 5 or a 6 out of 10. It wasn't anything too spectacular, um, ugh. I don't know, it just, there wasn't, it definitely didn't have a big four feel, let alone your second biggest pay-per-view of the entire year, you know what I mean? That's really what it came down to. In fact, um, Shy Lethal just said it best in the chat, the presentation looked exactly like an episode of Raw, and it really dangerously came off of that, with a couple of exceptions, Pyro being, of course, the big one. It didn't really feel much different than an episode of Raw in a lot of respects. But let's break down some of these matches real quick. And then, of course, we'd love to get to your thoughts, your suggestions, and your uh, pieces of tidbits on what went down at the Summerfest 2019. Ooh, excuse me. I don't know what's been wrong with me lately. I've been yawning like crazy. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. So, um, first and foremost... Um, First and foremost, the pre-show, of course, right at the last minute, they decided to not only kick the Cruiserweight match, as they almost always do to the kickoff show, but also announced two other matches in the interim. And it's interesting because looking at this card, right, it's actually funny that really, with the exception of one, 
two, three, four matches. With the exception of four matches, not a single match went above. I'm oh, sorry, one, two, three, four, five. Excuse me, with five matches. Five matches went over 10 minutes long of this entire card, with the longest match being 16 minutes and 45 seconds, which is funny because it's five seconds longer than the previous match of 1640. Um, so just interesting that a lot of the matches were actually shorter in time, and each one of them was under 17 minutes. It was just interesting to note that. But then again, when you have now 12 matches on the card, you kind of have to you know, pick and choose what you want. Um, but in any case, let's start with, of course, the best one of the pre-show, in my opinion, which was the Cruiserweight Championship match between Drew Gulak and Oni Lorcan. And this one, exactly like I told you guys on the, on the pre-show and the preview uh, and predictions, was exactly how I thought it was going to be. It was just a brawl, slugfest, just very tough Nasty-looking, just brutal style between the two of them. Uh, Gulak with the win over Oni Lorcan. I couldn't say I was too surprised, but I was very happy with the overall present, the overall match itself. I think that I wish it went a little longer than just eight minutes and forty-five seconds. Uh, but given what we get with the cruiserweights and the pre-show and stuff like that, I'll take my victories where I freaking can at this point. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, be beggars, beggars certainly can't be choosers at this point. Whoops, I'm just seeing my. There we go. Um, next up in one of the surprising matches that was kind of randomly announced right before uh, going on the air, we found out that we had um, Buddy Murphy one-on-one -on -one with Apollo Crews. That one was very bizarre. Not complaining, but just very, very bizarre. Um, with... Um, <laughs> I was kind of hoping for more action. You know, obviously we had only like a four-minute matchup. And what I did like, though, was that it added on to the whole Roman Reigns, Eric Rowan, Daniel Bryan scenario of who done it, who attacked him, and blah, blah, blah. Which I'm going to get to a little later on in the show that it's very odd that we didn't get anything with them. We did get like a video package reminding the audience that this was happening and this was going on. But we didn't get a resolution to it here at SummerSlam. We had no match. We had no confrontation. In fact, you take a look at the card, uh, no Drew McIntyre, no Roman Reigns, no Eric Ro well, no Daniel Bryan, uh, as far as being out in the middle, out in the ringside area. So that was kind of bizarre, but it was kind of cool at the same time. I'll get to that a little bit later on. But of course, Buddy Murphy uh, wins technically by disqualification as Eric Rowan comes in and attacks Buddy Murphy, yelling at him to keep his name out of his mouth. And of course, Daniel Bryan looking on almost lovingly into Eric Rowan's eyes uh, backstage as we see him after the attack. Um, I kind of wish we got more out of this, obviously, but at the same time, it does make, it does add a little extra layer to what's going on. Again, I'll talk a little bit more about that at the or towards like the middle of the show. Final one was an impromptu in, uh, I guess impromptu because they randomly announced it beforehand. Women's tag team titles, the newly crowned champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross take on the former champions, the Iconics in the tag team action. Six minutes, 15 seconds. Uh, this matchup was unfortunately kind of just there. Um, you know, it's not that I was never a big fan of the Iconics for their in-ring work. Um, and I'm not trying to sound like a dick in saying that, but it's just, it's true. I never was a fan of them as far as their in-ring work. But I was a fan of their personality. And I think that, unfortunately, this match definitely showcased, um, unfortunately, that the, their personality is better than their in-ring work. I'm not saying they're horrible, but just kind of showed in this matchup. You know what I mean? Of course, Bliss and Cross retain. Um, it's weird to see Nikki Cross with makeup. 
don't know if it, I don't know if it's just me or maybe I'm just noticing it now, but for some reason when they did the close up of her actually holding the championship, it looked like she was wearing makeup or at least more obvious at that point and just it was off. It was weird, but um, anyway, we know that tomorrow night on Raw, the winners are scheduled to face the Kabuki Warriors uh, for the women's tag team titles. At the very least, all I can say is, hey, at least they're actually doing something with the women's tag team titles. Yes, I know a lot of people want to bitch, moan, and complain that they were on the pre-show and randomly added on, but you know what, though? At the very least, they are at least doing something with them, so at least taking steps in the right direction is all I'm saying. And before we get any further into the rest of the review, I'm sorry, I'm such an a-hole. I forgot to give some love to everybody in the chat, so let's give some love to the chat real quick. We have Sean Gordon, Holy Moly Donut Shop, uh, Michael Stewart, Jurgen. Uh, we've got Irish Dave Daltrey, we got Andy Lamb, Red Enigma 23, Corey Ayer. Uh, you call in, we'll, I'll open up the phone lines towards the end of the review. I'm going to try and get through this as, as uh, best I can. Uh, SummerSlam, 4.5 out, uh, out of 10, says Holy Moly. Andy Lamb gives it a 7.5 out of 10. What is up with that? We got Donna also in the chat. What's going on, Donna? We got Lorenzo Torres. What's going on, good sir? Hope everything's going good on your end. Uh, we've got, of course, Cross Pig, Mike. No, not long time, no talk indeed. We've got Shy Lethal. We've got Mr. Mike 307. Uh, put it, put it this way. He made me suffer playing his levels on Mario Maker. Hey, that's what happens, man. Uh, we got, of course, uh, I think I hit everybody in the chat. If I didn't, I apologize profusely, but let's just talk about this. And of course, Matt, the misfit, uh, cannot F this up with Bray. Oh yeah. Trust me. We're going to get to Bray Wyatt. Don't you fret mon frere. We are going to get to that. But let's talk about the main show itself. Uh, the pre-show was what it was. I think honestly, if you're going to take a look at out of the matches that we had from the pre-show, you're looking definitely at the Gulak Oni Lorcan match as far as your best bet. That being said, we move on to uh, the main card, kicking things off with Natalia versus uh, Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Very interesting matchup here because this was definitely more physical than I thought it was going to be. I, I was kind of, I would say it was against the idea, but it was kind of weird to see Becky and Natalia put on each other's finishers. I don't know if that was a, a smart thing to do or just it, they just want to play up to it. And Toronto, I mean, Natalia coming out with a Canadian flag, I shouldn't be too surprised, but I was saying this to, to, to people who I had over here at the night. I'm like, man, could you not really add any more other things to Natalia to make her like get over in Toronto? I mean, you're in Toronto. She's fighting the, for the Raw Women's Championship. She's bringing a Canadian flag. The only thing that could be left that for her to do to be Canadian is to either bring Bret Hart out or to spit maple syrup in her mouth and do the whole thing with like the water bottle like Triple H does. Other than that, Natty ain't getting going to get over unless she's winning the championship. Um, however, I did like the fact that Toronto literally stood up and just kind of instantly popped the second Natalia put on the sharpshooter onto Becky Lynch. Love that. Uh, although it was not meant to be because once that happened, Becky Lynch was able to reverse in a weird like chain into the disarmor, getting the victory via submission. Because that's right, folks, this was a submission match. Um, as Becky Lynch ultimately gets the win and retains the Raw Women's Championship. Now, the weird thing about this whole thing was, and I could be wrong because I, I, I didn't get a chance to actually hear them say this because I was doing so much here at home, um, rope break rule. It was apparently not a thing during this match, um, which was pretty apparent when Natty had the, the sharpshooter in and like Becky's like literally crawling, which, by the way, I kind of like rolled my eyes. I'm like, oh, no, Becky Lynch just happens to be uh, – Natty happens to be working on the legs of Becky Lynch. Oh, no. Becky Lynch happens to be working on the arm of Natty. It's not like their signature submissions have anything to do with this body part. Like, obviously, working in the psychology, which I thought was smart. Um, but the part that was just, it was, it was, 
just weird with the rope break thing. Like, I don't know if I missed it. Uh, a lot of people were saying that the rope break rule was waved off with this one, which I don't understand why it would be. But be that as it may, it's still a pretty solid opener uh, between Becky Lynch and Natalya. Not horrible, um, but I did hear some rumblings uh, that Natalya was supposedly saying goodbye to a lot of people and hugging on the way out. Uh, I did also hear some rumors that maybe Natalya has been uh, contemplating either taking some extensive time off or hanging her boots up altogether. We'll know more when we get more details. <laughs> Record for obviously the shortest match at SummerSlam tonight was, of course, Goldberg versus Ziggler's. We pretty much knew exactly where this is going. However, I did love a little bit of the tease. Goldberg and Ziggler start things off. Ziggler instantly super kicks uh, Goldberg and goes for a pin attempt, but no luck. Goes for a second super kick pinfall attempt, no luck. Goes for a third, and of course, the spear and a jackhammer later, and we have ourselves Goldberg as the victor. One minute and 50 seconds, although it doesn't end there. Ziggler then calls out Goldberg, calling him a dipshit live on the network. Goldberg, of course, comes back out, decides to spear Go uh, Dolph Ziggler once again, which I thought was funny. And I thought like something if you watch like him saying like you aren't you aren't going to or you're not man enough to do it or something like that. And just gets speared like right before he gets hit, which is great. Bam! On a bus, everyone have fun tonight. Spaz Phoenix dropping that awesome donation right here. And I hope Spaz Phoenix had a great time over in uh at SummerSlam. Thank you so much, Spaz, for that $2.79 Canadian Super Chat donation. Again, we'll be taking phone calls a little later on in the show, and hopefully we'll hear from Spaz, Vintage Dream, and others who were, of course, at that show. Um, let's see what we got here. So, uh, yeah, so Goldberg exactly calls him out a second time. Uh, he spears him, calls him out a third time. Goldberg comes back out, entrance music and all, and goes to, like, stand Ziggler up, like, saying, yeah, you're all right, but then, of course, just spears him anyway and leaves. I, I don't understand why people were upset with this only because you – Ziggler's not going to do – you know, isn't going to win here over Goldberg. There was no reason for it. It would have made – it makes more sense for Goldberg to get the victory here. You kind of knew that going into it. It was what it was. It was fine. It was just a minute long. Maybe lasted a little longer than expected. I don't know why the hell he called him back out again. I kind of was expecting a little bit more like either – I honestly thought Drew McIntyre might come out and save Dolph Ziggler and then like – you know, kick Goldberg in the head or something and maybe set up a future match. I don't know, but just, hey, Goldberg speared Ziggler. Hooray! Like, that was pretty much the, pretty much the segment there. What wasn't the segment was AJ Styles against Ricochet for the United States Championship, Anderson and Gallows in tow. Uh, this one had so much amazing high-flying ability, but at the same time, I felt like also grounded Ricochet so damn much with Styles taking out Ricochet's leg early on. It's not that I didn't like the match. It's that I felt like this match never left first gear. You know that Styles and Ricochet, when they go at it full steam, these two are going to absolutely tear it up. And I still, honestly, between not only the way that the match ended, but also what happened afterwards with the OC, as they call themselves. Solid women's tag champs. Haters are salty. Spaz Phoenix dropping another $2.79 Canadian Super Chat donation. Thank you so much for that, Spaz Phoenix. We'll be talking about that once again. We'll be taking some calls later on, and uh, hopefully we can get you and a couple of other people who are there at Canadia Live, which is uh, which is my way of saying Canada. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, with, with um, AJ and Ricochet, oh, man. I should probably change his donation.
SummerSlam to me lost its magic in a field flat. Jergen dropping that $10 super chat donation. SummerSlam to me lost its magic and a feet and it and it feel it felt flat. Jergen, I can't disagree with you on that, good sir. I think that definitely, as I mentioned at the very beginning of this whole thing, SummerSlam does not it didn't feel like a SummerSlam this year. I feel bad for Toronto. Um, I hope Boston isn't like this next year, obviously. Um, but it definitely didn't feel like a SummerSlam. It didn't have that big SummerSlam. Like, it didn't have that big fight feel to it. There were a few moments that did, but they were very far and few between. And we'll get that in a little bit. But thank you, Jurgen, dropping that awesome $10 Super Chat donation. Appreciate all the... Uh, all the awesome uh, love and the donations definitely helps keep the show afloat for sure. Um, but AJ and Ricochet, with AJ taking Ricochet's leg out, obviously Ricochet wasn't able to do a whole lot, so the psychology was there. But that part there and then limiting kind of what Ricochet was able to do, despite the fact they looked like a combination of a Power Ranger and a gaming chair, um, really kind of made me think this is not, this is nowhere near the end between these two. Nowhere near the end. And as I was saying before, I think what they're going to do is if I was a betting man, I would say that you're going to get yourself a six-man tag at Night of Champions or Clash of Champions, excuse me, in September. And it's going to be a six-man tag where it's going to be the OC against Ricochet and a tag team. And both the U.S. and the Raw tag team titles will be on the line at the same time. I think that's where they're going to go with that. We'll see. But overall, AJ retaining didn't really surprise me too much. I figured they would kind of stifle Ricochet to kind of eventually work his way back up because I don't see this going any you know this this rivalry ending anytime soon. I definitely think Styles and Ricochet have a long way to go, and I know that they have barely touched the surface as far as what they're capable of doing. They they kind of teased a little bit at the beginning, but once they stifled Ricochet's leg, and you know, it just was what it was. Um, and then of course the beat down afterwards, it, it's not over yet. They just need to build that new team to go with Ricochet, and you know we're gonna get ourselves a rematch. If we get Ricochet and AJ in Hell in a Cell, man, all bets are off. That's all I'm saying. We got Bailey and Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I am not gonna lie to you guys. In general, when it comes to this particular match, just like in general when it comes to summers, it just wasn't there for me. Um, Bailey gets the retaining at 10 minutes even. Um, it's not like they had a... It, it, it's tough because the crowd wasn't into it. Again, the, the build into this wasn't that interesting. It was just Ember, you know, Bailey's like, hey, Ember, want a title shot? Sure. And then they are best friends, sort of not. Bailey retains. I kind of figured with the rumors of Sasha Banks possibly showing up, at SummerSlam, that maybe this might be the moment if it wasn't for Becky Lynch. So I, that's my guess on that one, but obviously nothing happened. And, and again, you know, a lot of people are, you know, a lot of rumors going around that after SummerSlam, we're going to see uh, a very hard reset of the of the, uh, of the Raw and SmackDown rosters. They're definitely going to be more separated. We will see what happens tomorrow night on Raw. I'm not holding my breath. Get the idea. Um, but Bailey and Ember Moon, it sucks because it's like, well, Ember definitely does deserve a title shot, but just felt like this was it, it, really the best way I can compare this whole scenario. I'm not saying the match itself, but like the environment. <laughs> of this. Did yeah, you that. hear the loud Kofi stupid chance? I did Spaz. Thank you for that. Dropping that another $2.79 Canadian super chat donation. Most certainly did. Good, sir. Thank you for dropping some more, uh, more love here on the channel. Much appreciated. Yeah, I did. I did hear the Kofi stupid chance. There's a lot of chance going on at SummerSlam. So we'll, we'll get to those. Don't worry. Um, 
but uh, it was just it was it wasn't that interesting to me. I hate to say it. Uh, Ember Moon, I felt like definitely deserved it, and the best way I can describe it was kind of like when Nakamura got a title shot against Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam a couple years ago. It's like, oh man, we're excited that Nakamura is getting a title shot, and then it just it was just a dud. And unfortunately, that's exactly how it felt here. Bailey retains. We'll see what the future holds for Bailey. Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon singles action. If Lowens lost, he would have quit. Uh, I thought for sure Shane was going to get the victory on this one, and then we're going to see some sort of, um, you know, um, we were going to get some sort of shenanigans with Shane, and then Owens would lose, and then Owens would just constantly, like, run in and do all these, you know, different crazy things. Uh, that wasn't the case. Owens actually got the victory here, but of course it wasn't without its proper shenanigans. We did see, of course, uh, uh, Shane, I thought he was going to change the match to no DQ, uh, but instead he decided to appoint Elias as a special guest referee. Kevin Owens, a lot of, uh, clever spots were like at one point Shane was asked to be hit by a steel chair, which means of course Kevin would be DQ'd. Um, thought that was clever. Owens taking on Elias was fun. It was a generally just fun match. It wasn't anything too crazy or kooky. But at the same time, with with no real ramifications on Shane's side, it's like, well, okay, well, now what? Like, yeah, Kevin Owens got his hand on Shane McMahon, and he beat the crap out of him. But, you know, Owens' stipulation doesn't obviously apply. Like, where where, where are we going to go from here? Like, it just, eh, you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, eh. But anyway, um, it was still a fun match. I, I, still, um, I still generally enjoyed it. It was just... It wasn't anything too uh, too wild or crazy, you know what I mean? But uh, what was a little in the crazy in the wild tie was Charlotte versus Trish in one-on-one action. Uh, again, the second longest match, 16 minutes, 40 seconds. Charlotte and Trish was um, a slow build. <laughs> the first like five or six minutes or so of the match definitely was, was very, very slow. But the pacing certainly picked up uh, with Charlotte ultimately getting the victory via submission on Trish. I kind of figured this was the case because Trish does not seem like the type of person who would come back to win a match um, like Goldberg. And I figured with Goldberg already getting the squash on Ziggler, it makes sense for Trish to at least bow down and bow out to Charlotte Flair. Um, it could be Trish's very last match, but I mean, we don't know for sure, obviously. Um, I, I don't know, but, but we will see. We'll, we'll see what the future holds. I mean, again, much like the Goldberg-Ziggler match, we knew what we were getting going into this. You know what I mean? We knew that, okay, Trish is there to basically have a high-profile match with Charlotte, make Charlotte look good. Trish took a nasty bump outside the ring, by the way, that just looked really scary, and just thank God she's okay. Uh, could this be the last time we see Trish in the ring? Possibly. No Evolution 2 as far as we know, but, um, you know, Possibly, but not bad. I really, I really enjoyed this. If this was Trisha's last match, then hey, you know what? More power to them. Uh, more power to her. And uh, kudos for putting over the queen, Charlotte Flair. Kofi versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. The longest match of the entire show. 16 minutes, 45 seconds. Pissed people off. Uh, at least that's what Toronto chanted when the decision came as a double countout. Now, this matchup I felt like was doing great. I felt like it was not slow-paced, but it definitely took its time to breathe in a lot of the right segments and right spots. I felt like they were doing a good job of telling the story about Kofi battling back and everything, and I know it's been shoved down our throats. Kofi was buried 10 years ago. We get he's battling back. I thought Orton played a great dick heel. I thought it was, for what it was, it was a solid match. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't over the top. They did just the right amount of things at their just the right amount of time. Uh, but generally speaking, 
the finish just wasn't there with with Kofi getting so pissed at at Randy just beating him to death. Uh, double count out, so Kofi was like, "Screw this!" Breaks out of kendo sticks and just starts wailing on Orton. And I should have been smart and realized that this was going to either be Kofi retaining or some sort of BS shenanigans. And of course, with this BS shenanigans, it does leave the doors wide open for a rematch, which to me just makes sense. You'll probably get some sort of like a, a, st- a stipulation, like a street fight or something, a clash of champions, and then Hell in a Cell. You're probably going to blow it off right then and there with them battling at Hell in a Cell. Um, not bad. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what they pull out next. But man, a lot of people really not happy with that double countout decision, which is interesting because a lot of people there were some rumors that this was supposedly going to be the last match of the evening, which obviously it wasn't, and people were worried that we're going to see a new day breakup. But listen, they just came out with a new shirt, so there's I don't I didn't you know after I saw that I'm like there's no way they're breaking up a new day, not now because that you thought the crowd was chanting boo before, um oh boy and that was up, um. So, moving right along, we've got, of course, my, and I'm sure everyone's favorite part of SummerSlam, or at least one of their highlights of SummerSlam, was Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. Now, of course, this isn't Bray Wyatt, your normal average everyday Bray Wyatt. This is the fiend Bray Wyatt. And, of course, everyone and their mother was more, I, I think everybody knew Bray was going to win, which he did. What Three minutes and 25 seconds, and you talk yourself a quick match. Wins via the Mandible Claw, which it sounds like he's going to keep, which I am very happy for. Keeps that a move live and well. Um, wrestled in the mask, no shock there. But the entrance, my God, the entrance was fantastic. The entrance alone creeped me out as Bray came out full in gear, full in mask, with the head with the hood on. Uh, lights are out. It says, let him in. He's known as the Fiend. They call him the Fiend. Um, the entrance music he is coming out to seems to be a almost a metal remix of his original entrance music of the Firefly stuff, which is awesome. But one of the creepiest factors of the whole damn thing is the lantern. He still comes out with his trademark lantern, However, the lantern has a, for lack of a better word, skin around it that basically looks like the severed head of the former Bray Wyatt, eyes stitched shut and mouth open holding the lantern. I mean, you talk about creepy. It is just absolutely terrifying. And I loved everything everything about it it was creepy it was dark it was demonic it was just it it's i i i hope i hope to the wrestling creatives up there that this does not get screwed up this is a character you have to take very very carefully and i did like you saw the firefly logo like show up before and then it just kind of warped and then it turned into his entrance i'm not lying to you guys once i'm done with the stream i'm gonna go back on the network and re-watch the entrance again that's how amazing it was. Uh, obviously, breaking the victory over Finn, no real shock and surprise, as I mentioned, but just the presence, the way the character is done, the entrance alone, I'm sold, home freaking run, 100%. That is definitely one of the highlights for me for, for, um, for uh, SummerSlam, no questions asked. Now, um... Before we get to the main event, there is one thing I did want to mention, and of course, the Roman Reigns situation. Now, it's interesting that, we're, that I'm talking about this only because with Roman, um, 
they did show that like a video package recapping what's been going on with the whole Roman situation. And apparently there was a lot of uh, heavy speculation from various different places that we were supposed to get some sort of like not only a segment involving Brian Rowan and Roman, but it was supposed to be so crazy and over the top that, um, you know, uh, it was going to change the, the show to TV 14. But apparently that segment um, was completely pulled and they did not do anything with it, obviously. Um, that's why the pay-per-view kind of ended a little early, but apparently that there was supposed to be a huge segment with that. Um, uh, there was supposed to be a huge segment with it, but it ended up getting cut. It really makes me wonder where they're going to go from this, but, uh, man, holy cow. Uh, that being said, the main event, we had a Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. I'll say this right to anyone's face. Um, you know, I thought that that match was probably uh, the, I would argue to say it's probably one of the better universal championship matches I've seen, period. Um, is it the best? No. I think it's definitely ranked right up there. I What I liked about it was it was not an A to B typical Brock Lesnar match. And it was not a, it was, it was a, it was the psychology was there. Seth didn't like get completely demolished. Brock didn't get like a quick like it wasn't like a quick squash victory over Brock either. It was a good balance. There was enough offense on Brock. There was enough offense on Seth that it seemed the psychology was probably the best thing about the whole thing. It was very believable, and I think that that was the storytelling there was very very well done. And honest to God, I'm very surprised that in a lot of ways that Seth won. Not that I'm against Seth winning, but you know, you think about the people who have beaten Lesnar clean and there's only been a handful. And so to have him beat Brock clean, and if we're to believe the idea that there are no rematches in WWE anymore, uh, <laughs> you know, this is, this is a huge statement by WWE to saying, you know, Hey, Seth Rollins is our guy. He's beaten Brock clean twice now. Once at WrestleMania and once at SummerSlam. I mean, those are your two biggest shows. It's a pretty big statement. But I did like the way that it was done so that it wasn't just, you know, again, it wasn't just, oh, Bro you know, Brock gets, like, kicked a couple times and it's over. Um, it wasn't just, um, it wasn't just Brock gets kicked a couple times and it's over. It's not just sad. You know, it wasn't squash, but it wasn't also completely unbelievable either. It was a perfect balance I thought and like I said as far as universal title matches probably one of the better ones overall that I've seen um with anybody true honest to god um you know we've had some decent ones but really SummerSlam did fall unfortunately a little short it's not that it's not that SummerSlam was a bad show but in SummerSlam comparisons it was a bad show that's why I give it such an average rating. To me, there were more just mad moments, and unfortunately, a good chunk of that was because of the fact that the build going into this was so crap. Um, I think that if you had a little bit better focus and better build on things, um, you would have uh, a better show. I think that's really one of the big things that hurt this, this year's SummerSlam. Um, that being said... I think that 
there were some high points for me for for uh uh there were some high points for me for SummerSlam this year. The Fiend, no doubt. Um to me, kind of giggled at the Goldberg, beating the crap out of Ziggler stuff. It wasn't anything crazy. Styles of Ricochet was okay. Kevin Owens and Shane was okay. Like nothing really honest to God, nothing really wowed me other than Seth and Brock was good. The the Fiend was good. Shane and 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 Kevin Owens was good. Other than that, everything was kind of just at an average. It wasn't like anything was, it's SummerSlam, we gotta go all out, and, and like craziness. That's really the overall thought I have of it. it. Aside from like two or three things, SummerSlam was just there, and that's just my take on it. Uh, but maybe you guys feel differently. Uh, I'm gonna open up the phone lines in just a second. Um, let me just get here all straight away. Um as we're going to try and see if we can get a couple of people who uh, who are actually at SummerSlam this weekend. Let me just give me a few moments here to get everything all squared away. And maybe we can hopefully get some people who are actually at the show to call in uh, once I get everything all straightened away. So just bear with me here. I want to get a couple people on who are at the show first. And then we can take it from there. But uh, like I said, decent show not uh well natalie uh, apparently natalia just tweeted this out uh seconds ago she says we talked it we walked it i meant it i respect you this isn't over i'm still going to take your title so maybe natalia not going to end up retiring after all which is uh was one of the bigger rumors here but like i say it wasn't a bad um a bad show overall it was just very very average um i think that once we get to you know, maybe other, sh other, um, once we get to other pay-per-views and, and now that we have like, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? The, um, the executive directors now in charge, maybe we'll have some better luck with, uh, we'll have better luck with these shows, uh, or better, better luck with these pay-per-views and the builds, you know, but I was kind of, I was also kind of looking forward to the, um, kind of looking forward to the, um, what do you call it? The Roman Reigns thing. I was curious to see what exactly that was going to be all about, you know, but we'll see. We shall see indeed. I'm just pulling some stuff up here. Like I'm actually getting ready to watch the, <laughs> I'm getting ready to watch that, uh, the fiend entrance again, man. That thing was nuts. Just crazy. Um, let's see if we get here. Um, try and get a hold of a couple of people, but no one seems to be picking up. Gosh, darn it. But anyway, let's open up the phone lines then and see if we can get here at 978-237-4818. The phone lines are indeed open if you guys want to chime in. We're going to try and see if we can get a couple of people in on um, in on here who are actually at the show. But if not, it is what it is. 978-237-4818. Let me know your thoughts about SummerSlam. Favorite match, least favorite match, anything in between. Love to hear your thoughts on this. As we uh, keep on trucking here with uh, episode 94 of the Random Wrestling Podcast, talking SummerSlam 2019, your overall thoughts on the show. Were you as creeped out by The Fiend as I was? I know I sure as hell was. And we already got our first call coming on in. See here. All right, we got first call 210. What's going on? Hey, Connor, it's me, Jurgen. What's up, man? What's up, Jurgen? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Well, first thoughts on I don't remember you said what's your favorite show, what's your favorite part, and 
you know, first match. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, first match was Goldberg because I'm a big Goldberg fan. I'd be watching okay. WCW. Nice. And um, after that, the Fiend and Finn Balor loved it. That Fiend entrance that was creepy. I loved it. Yeah, that was that was some creepy crap, man. That was extremely scary. But um, so you you like the Goldberg stuff? Yes, I got, I'm a Goldberg fan. I okay. I've been for years, and um, the the spears and everything else. But I think he got a little bit of redemption, a little bit after the whole uh, Super Showdown. Right. Okay. And well, I mean, true. I mean, it was it was a short match. <laughs> yes, it was. So what was the what yeah, was some was. so did you I mean. The biggest thing that I saw a lot of people say was that this definitely didn't feel like a SummerSlam. Did you feel like it was a SummerSlam to you? No. No. Why not? Well, because, okay, you know what? The build, and you know this as much as I do, the build didn't make no sense. Mm -hmm. With with Natalia, with, with Trish and Charlotte, I mean, yes, they're, they're, they're Canadian. Okay, right. of course. Yep. But what did Natalia do lately? Seriously. You know, to earn a title shot other right. than beating uh, Alexa, Carmella, and Naomi. And I'm like, has she done anything lately? No. It's, it, I, I'm going to get to that uh, some other time. But the one thing that, you know, which everybody knows, including Red Enigma knows this, we talked uh, some time ago, that mm-hmm. Vince McMahon for only is not, he's not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he's discriminated against, you know, women that are, you know, Asian, African American. The only ones that he likes is blonde. That's it. You know? Yeah. But. That's a story for a different time. We're talking about SummerSlam right now. The only thing what I'm just sorry, it just it, it felt flat. The, the the matches over at NXT, the match between Io Shirai and Candice and Candice Ray, that was oh, that was yes, good stuff. I I, yes, it was. I saw the entire NXT takeover already. Like again during I instead of watching a little bit of SummerSlam, I watched that again, and. You know, I feel sorry for the other women that are being pushed down and those who are going to be called up. You know, like Bianca Belair, Mia Yim, Shayna, I don't know about that one. But that's like I said, that's a different story for a different time. But the the rest of the matches with Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, is there going to be another rematch? If there is, why? I don't think there's going to be another rematch. I don't I think there's going to be another because rematch. I hope not. I hope to God not. Because why? Seriously, why? No, I, I don't think there's any reason. That's why I was kind of a little shocked because I figured they were going to go with the whole Brock Lesnar thing again, but um, and just keep the, the the going. But like I said, I think it's a pretty big statement that they're having Seth beat Brock again, clean at a you know at a, at a really at a really big event. So it was yeah. just – it was kind of a little shocking in that regards. But you know what? So I, I, let me ask you this then, Jurgen. What would you rate it out of 10? 
I'll give it a four. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. I give it a four because four is generous. Generous in my part. I would have given it a two. Oh, but the okay. only thing that kind of saved it, the only thing that saved it was the fiend. Okay. So, but you you did like the Goldberg thing. The fiend thing was was that was all right. So, what was the thing you hated? It was was Natalia the the thing you hated the most? I didn't hate it. It was just not necessary in my hmm. in my honest opinion. Because don't get me wrong, Natalia's from a great family, from the Hart family. Her her father, God rest his soul, uh, Davy Boy Smith, Senior, um, Owen Hart, Bret Hart are every one of those guys are my favorites from way back in the day. And you know, the Hart family, which God bless them, they're they they are the best at what they do at wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it's just Natalia, she is good. Don't get me wrong. She is great at what she does, but how Vince books her is mm, questionable. It's right. what we're looking for. Questionable. Very, very, very questionable. Okay. Now, the only thing is that, you know, I can't stomach. I mean, I. Oh, my God. And then. Now I know I don't know if you heard about this. Now it's gonna be Alexa Nikki versus Asuka and Kyrie for the women's tag team titles. I don't know when is that gonna be. Tomorrow. And yeah. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. No, thank you. Yep. Thank you for correcting me. Um. So that's the only thing that if the Kabuki Warriors win it, I might take back a little bit of statement. But if they don't and they lose in a fucked up way. Pardon me, French. Um, then I, I, it proves my point that Vince only has his favorite women that he picks. That's it. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, Jurgen, I appreciate you calling in. Always good to hear from you. And uh, interesting notes on SummerSlam. I'll definitely keep those. I keep those in mind. But because uh, I'm definitely going to be rewatching at least for the Fiend entrance. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But if thank I'm you so. Oh, one question. One yeah. more question before before I go. Yeah. Um, your face impression on the fifty dollar donation that I get did last time was was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, I mean, you you've broken the record for the the single largest donation ever, so I, I appreciate that immensely. And uh, considering that, um, unfortunately, not only has YouTube taken a plummet, but um, I might be losing my job at Fight, so <laughs> that's that ain't going no! so well. Yeah. <laughs> Those those rumors of WWE buying out Fighter are a little stronger than I think people think. Uh, is much appreciated. Oh, so man. thank you for that. Hey, no problem, man. No problem. No All right, problem. you have yourself a good night. You too, my friend. Bye bye. All right, bye. That was Jurgen on the line. Awesome to always hear from Jurgen. Always appreciate his support. Uh, and also all your support, guys, because those donations, like I was saying, you know, definitely help out uh, in any way, shape, or form. So much appreciate that. And we got another call coming in. Let's see what we got going on here. We got 520 on the line. What's going on? Red Enigma here. What's up, man? Red Enigma, how are you, sir? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, always could be better, but could be worse at the same time. Just uh, taking it day by day. That's Fair. all I can say about that. Fair enough. So hit me up. What's your thoughts on SummerSlam? 
Well, I don't <laughs> the know. Says it all. That's all you, the size says it all. You're good. Good night. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, I got you. I mean, I I don't know if you caught it earlier right before you got started, but I did say I have something of a hot take. Yes, or at I least did. somewhat of one. I'm not sure exactly how much you want to consider it. I'll leave that up to you and the rest of the chat. Fire away. It just leaves me with four words. What was the point? And when I say what was the point, it really is two parts to it. One, why even give Brock the briefcase in the first place? Bars. Um, secondly, if you were going to have him lose it pretty much on the first rip, then why? And I agree with what uh, you and Jurgen were just talking about. I don't see there being a, a rematch or anything. And on a side note, I believe I have that. He wasn't going to hold that beyond the end of the year, but damn, that was fast. But that's just it, though. Um, I, I mean, having him again have that to where you could have done something more worthwhile, which it seemed like that was the obvious case with Ali. And we don't even know what direction that's going because, I don't know, he was semi-buried by Buddy on SmackDown. Right. And obviously that whole deal is kind of taking a weird twist and turn of its own. But at the same time, you know, it's just, I mean, and shout out to Jurgen. Of course, he referenced the conversation we've been having recently. Um, something else that he didn't mention about that conversation is that, you know, I just, I guess if anything, I was to some degree trying to restore faith because starting tomorrow, we get more of the Heyman Bischoff influence, but whether or not that's true, and I guess that's still yet to be confirmed. I don't know, but whether or not that's true, I'm starting to have a lot of questions simply put so you were saying that you think that there is Heyman and Bischoff influence from the show tonight no I'm just saying seeing as how word has it it's supposed to start tomorrow and everything well as far as I know Bischoff is not in control yet and I don't think he's going to be in control because um, he just started like a couple of weeks ago and I could be at least I, I think so I could be wrong on that I know Heyman's got control now Heyman, like the last, the right. last, the last raw that we saw, from what I understand, is the most single Heyman heavy influence show that we've had since he's been in that position. It was last the the go home raw? Okay, yeah, I could see that. Which I could definitely see with like the Goldberg thing at the last minute, which you know was weird in and of itself. But in any case, um, okay. Right. So your favorite thought? Okay, so thoughts on. So, what were your favorite parts about SummerSlam? Let's start with the favorites first. Um, favorites. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm gonna do something of a top three, and I'm gonna start from the bottom, work my way up. Mm -hmm. I would have to say that number three, I would have to um, put the Raw Women's Title match because that hmm. was that was something where I thought they were. Um, they were getting off on the right foot. I felt like that was, uh, I mean, the crowd was just 
so into it, you know, um, and I really didn't expect him to be to that same ex- or to the extent that it was. Right. But um, I feel like both Becky and uh, Natalia actually did a great job. I get where Jurgen's coming from, and he's not wrong about that. But all things considered, I mean, they held it down, if we're being honest. Um, I don't see any real problems that I have uh, with that match at all. Um, number two would have to easily be uh, Trish and uh, Charlotte because um, I agree with what you also said. Did start off a little slow, maybe had a hiccup or two here and there, but boy, did it pick up. And if anything, that might have been the one that lived up to expectations. And honestly, at that point, that was probably my favorite point of the night. Up until, and that brings me to the next point, the scene. Let me tell you, I'm going to be searching high and wide, far and wide, rather, for that download leak to that theme, because, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that theme I, is just... it's funny, because I was actually joking, I was semi-joking that I was going to hop on the network and watch the entrance. Well, uh, yeah. the, the entrance is up on YouTube right now. Um, so they did already, oh, put, wow. they okay. already put it, get this. It's been up for like less than 10 minutes. It's already got 78,000 views on YouTube. I would not be surprised if that wow. become, I would not be surprised if that becomes the most, unless they do something on raw and SmackDown, that's better. That is probably going to be their most watched video on their channel this weekend. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be either. And you know, it's funny and rather ironic too, because, um, I'll check that out, but I'll still rewatch it on the app. I mean, that's just that I marked out hard on that one. It was yeah. just that's one of the best things I've seen in a long time. And it's rather ironic because, you know, back when I actually first seriously started watching NXT, it was actually um the uh first takeover in uh what was it, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it was Brooklyn. I don't yeah, because that's when they first started having the takeovers the night before SummerSlam, wasn't it? it was in Brooklyn. Uh, I think it's one of the first ones they did outside of Full Sail, yes. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Well, either way, um, and this is where it's ironic because that was like literally my first taste of the demon. And I actually literally bookmarked that part on the network of his entrance because at that time – that was one of the most awesome things I had ever seen. And tonight definitely topped that without question. So you think the fiend was the best moment of SummerSlam? What do you think was the, so you think the best match was what Natty versus um, Becky? As far as complete match, I could say yes to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't argue against again, Trish and uh, Charlotte because you know, it, it was everything that it needed to be and then some. But uh, at the same time, I mean, it, you could go – you can't go wrong either way. I mean, really when it boils down to it, I mean, the women were the ones that actually um, – that really did it for me. I mean, I love what they wound up doing with the main event. Um, it kind of tripped me out because that frog splash off the top of the ring post – I was so concerned for Seth's knees, especially with yeah. the histories he, he's had with his knee. No I just, kidding. I just, man, like that to me was just bonkers. I mean, 
You know, it was, uh, I mean, that and everything about that was definitely right up there with everything that I mentioned. But, you know, I just, um, and actually, I take that back. It's, I guess, if anything, I could put it up there. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it wound up being better than I had expected. Um, I actually expected Brock to win. I did too. But, you know, I'm I'm actually fine with this. But, again, I just, it really makes me wonder why they even put the briefcase and ultimately the title on Brock to to begin with. It just, it just really, it's really a waste to me now. So, uh, all right, let me let me kind of switch the script here. Let me ask you this: the Kofi, because I didn't ask this from Jurgen, but I'm going to throw it out to you. What about the? Okay. I'll throw out the. What do you think? I mean, what do you think about the Goldberg thing? First off, because a lot of people were kind of like shitting on that already. I don't really see why. Um, and it was funny because I was watching the Stephen Larson reaction, and uh, Steve wasn't too thrilled about it. I'm not really sure why. And Larson legitimately, and of course I'm paraphrasing, was like, what'd you expect? I mean, right. that was everything that that was supposed to be. I mean, and really just the fact that we got two extra spears was an added bonus and everything, if you want to call it that. But, you know, I just, I mean, that went pretty much according to status quo as far as i'm concerned i mean <laughs> right there with you there was just yeah there was just no way that Dolph was winning that in the so, discussion so then on top then i'll throw it this way what about kofi and randy wow that's an interesting one and mm -hmm. i really i it was funny because when uh, spaz put in the donation about the stupid kofi chance i kind of was wondering about that at first because i wasn't hearing it as clearly for some reason but you know, I um, I don't know. I I thought they were doing good um, up until the point that it got thrown out as a double countout. I mean, it just that was another one where I was like, why? And you know, it was just uh, it was actually to me what should have been one of the better matches of the night. Um, right. Especially because for me, the U.S. title match um, just really didn't do as much for me. I mean, again, I get it because as you mentioned, um, and I was actually out of the room when it happened, but uh, AJ taking out Ricochet's leg, I mean, that, that, makes, that makes sense for it to have gone the way that it did. But, you know, I just... Um, I don't know. It just it doesn't really sit well with me in the sense that if anything, that should have been the bar burner or at least one of them, and it fell way short of that. But uh, getting right back to the whole Kofi and Orton thing, um, I mean, I guess it's doing well in the sense that I'm interested to see on um, see where things go from here on that. But um, right. I really don't have much else I could say about that, to be honest. All right. So to wrap things up before I let you go for the night, what would you say would be your rating out of 10? No rating. No rating? No rating. Why no rating, if you don't mind me asking? Um, just as uh, you had mentioned before, it just 
But that was no SummerSlam. I mean, it's mm. just funny because um, I think back, and I know you're not that big a sports fan, but I just want to reference an old Super Bowl. It was, uh, I just know it was like 94, 95. It was the 49ers against the Chargers. And, well, the 49ers destroyed the Chargers immensely. Right. And I just remember the next day at school, one of my friends walked up, and the first thing he said was, that was no Super Bowl. I mean, that's basically what it felt like. I mean, it was just another shot. can't even really recognize it as SummerSlam at all. Right, and I think that's what everybody felt, generally speaking, including me. I definitely felt that same way. Well, but, sir, I appreciate you calling in. I'm going to let you go for the evening, but uh, you have yourself right an awesome night, and thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. You have a great one as well. And uh, hopefully we're really needing that right about now. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you so much for calling, my friend. No problem. You have a good one, sir. You too. All right. That was Red Enigma. And I know we got a couple other calls coming in and uh, still going strong here on the stream. Appreciate that. Yeah, the, uh, the Fiend's entrance is officially up on YouTube right now. So I'm definitely going to go check that out once we're done wrapping things up here for this SummerSlam review of the episode for 94 of the random wrestling podcast and we got another call coming in right now let me see what we got going on here and here we go 843 what's going on what's going on man matt the misfit how are you sir i am tired after (laughs) an hour 24 hour show Seriously, it felt it felt like that long, but uh, I didn't. Uh, SummerSlam was meh to me. I think that's generally what people are thinking about that. You know, obviously, we're not going to beat last night. <laughs> no, whenever you have a takeover on top of that, it's almost impossible no. to beat. And, and people are are, are saying, that, like Trish and and in the Charlotte was the best women's match of the weekend. No, sir, that goes to Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Yeah, hard to think that the non-NXT women's championship match on an NXT show was the best women's match of the whole weekend, right? Yeah, but uh, but Bray Wyatt, man. <laughs> I thought of you, you almost. Not- I hon- honestly, I almost thought of you almost instantly when I saw them. Like, oh, Matt's gonna flip out about this. They better not fuck this up. <laughs> I think that's what we were all saying. Like, this is amazing. Because Don't screw this I, up. Don't screw I, this I, up. That was incredible. I I goosebumps all the way that that um you know a lot of people i'm checking my twitter feed right now again you know live tweeting with people nothing about positive stuff for that there's nothing but positive stuff a lot of people are saying the same thing about like it's you know don't f it up it's and a lot of people are saying this is the thing that um saved SummerSlam for them they, this is the thing that really was the big you know positive moment was just the entrance not even the match just the entrance of the fiend alone or entrance and exit i guess you could say i mean the match was 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 okay it wasn't you know we knew we knew the score we knew the score we knew exactly what was going to happen uh i did like the uh the coup de grace into the man of McCall. that was that was dope um yes and then and then i like how the way he exited the ring and then like was some i don't know i don't know how the fuck he got stays that damn quick unless that wasn't him but uh and then the fucking lights went out and the fans started chatting that was awesome that was like dude the the thing that i think somehow bray got i'm congrats bray you got this over by yourself man the thing i think that and and maybe you guys can feel differently in the Mm -hmm. chat 
definitely the um <laughs> definitely the thing that creeped me out the most was the was the uh was the lantern. Yeah. Hey hey, can we talk about uh Brad Shepard being wrong again? Can he just stop with the Sasha Banks stuff? Like I'm done with it. Listen, you know, I, I don't <laughs> I have no issues with other, you know, people who do the reporting and stuff. I actually like Brad Shepard, believe it or not. Um well, he blocked me, so fuck him. Well, that's that's your call, but um, I actually, you know, I don't, I don't, I like him. I actually like him. But hey, listen, everyone's not not everyone's always right, you know. When it comes to these things, I'll that's why they're like, he, he keeps going every month with him. It's Sasha Banks is going to return at this pay per view. Sasha Banks is going to return at this pay per view. It's kind of it's kind of come become the boy who cried wolf. When it happens, no one's going to believe him. Well, wait and see what happens. But uh. But uh, I basically got almost every match right except the Owens match. And I think, for some reason, I don't know why I thought Char- uh, Sasha was, uh, no, sorry, Charlotte was losing. I don't know why. But I honestly thought they were going to have uh, Owens lose and then pull a John Cena with him in two weeks and just somehow find a way to come back. I'm shocked they actually had him win. Yeah, I, I thought that, I, I thought the exact same thing. I thought of like the John Cena you know, Nexus, quote-unquote, firing. Um, And I I thought, legitimately, that's exactly what I said, was I thought they were going to do the whole thing where Shane would win, he would do some sort of BS shenanigans to get the victory, and then Owens would be fired just to harass Shane on SmackDown on a weekly basis. And then it would just, yeah, I I thought that's exactly what they were going to do. To have uh, Owens win was a little shocking, but now it's just like, well, what do you do now? Like, it's it's just, it's, it's weird. And and well, I just want to touch a little bit on last night though. Are you a little shocked that Street, Street Profits actually beat the Undisputed Era? No, um, I really? I no because if they were gonna meet the if they were gonna make the Street Profits the tag team champions, um, you know if they were if they were gonna do, um, how was I gonna say this? If they were going to do the Street Profits as tag team champions. To have them lose it to Undisputed Era like in, in a few months later just doesn't make any sense. They needed this victory, and and, I, and that's what I said in the review well, is that fair, well, well, well. To be fair, they did that. They did that. The the what Johnny Gargano he didn't he had the title like not so long and lost it in his first defense. No, I know, but at the same time, I didn't say surprise. Surprise is not you know. I don't know if surprise is the right phrase I would use. And then the question is, who's going to take the belt off? I don't think it's going to be Mia. Uh, not Mia. Uh, who's the? I don't think it's going to be Candice taking the belt off of, of Shanna. No, I don't think like, so either. I what, a lot of people said you can still do a heel EO try, but that don't make no sense. I don't think Triple H like doing heel heel that much. It was okay when they did it with the Sanity and, and AOP, but they were turning them baby face anyway. So that I don't know. Who do you think? Who do you think? Who do you think it's going to be? To be the one who had to beat Shayna? Yeah. I have a weird feeling it's going to be some sort of like fatal four-way scenario where someone someone dethrones her um, in like a multi-woman match and then has to prove herself. Because I think because it's hard I to say, honestly. Eo, I still think EO is winning the title at some point this year. Because, you know, cause what I think, I like I said, I, I think they should just have about this year. EO win the title. I that, that, if you really want to have the the great story with Candice, you have Io win the title and then and then Candice win the title at at uh, Mania weekend. 
I don't know if it's this year, though. I'm not saying that Io Shirai shouldn't or won't win it. I just don't think it's going to be this year. I just don't see it being Candice, though. That's fine. I don't know. I'm not, uh, I, I, I'll say that. I will agree with that. I don't think it's Candice. I, I now when now when Io won, I'm like I'm like Candice dropping the title, isn't she? Because I because no. it's like. Well, we'll see. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, but uh, great show last night. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm almost certain Gargano is coming up to the main roster. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are thinking that after that. Yeah, R.P. Gargano. Um, uh, this tonight's show is okay. Uh, Bray Wyatt was fucking amazing. This is the highlight mm-hmm. of the show. What would you uh, rate SummerSlam out of ten? Bray Wyatt severed head out of ten. All right, yeah. that that works. So, favorite match, not favorite moment, favorite match. Um, I, I, are you know, AJ Ricochet wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good as their first match. Okay, yeah, I kind of, I kind of felt the same way. Oh, you know, what? actually, I'll take that back. Rollins and Brock, Brock was actually a pretty damn good match. I didn't think it would be. No, I thought that that was probably one of the best. Um, that was one of the best universal title matches in general. Yeah, I, I, I've, seen, I've seen that. A lot of people are saying that. I'm like, hey, I agree. And I, now I, where they go with, with Rollins, so that's the thing. Does it go back? Yeah, to I, I thought I, I, I was kind of surprised, but at the same time, that's a very bold statement uh, from the company to, to have him beat Brock, you know, clean again. So, Like, who are they going to go with next? I, I would love yeah. it to beat Bray Wyatt. I thought, I, I was like, I would love to see Bray Wyatt come back out and just fucking murder Seth Rollins. <laughs> I don't. I, I think we got enough murder with Goldberg and Ziggler. But anyway, anything else you want to throw in there, Matt? Before we wrap things up for um, you for the night. Um, I did find it hilarious that uh Matt Riddle was on the fucking watch along while oh, Goldberg I was. was I, yeah, I, I, I said you're not my bro. Like that's great. Anyways, I'm gonna let you go. Have a great night, uh, Connor. Uh, wow, Bray White is fucking back, man. <laughs> He sure is. I'm looking forward to the future. Thank you so much for calling in, Matt. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, bye. We did have a voicemail left by this number, so I just want to play this real quick before we take another call. I think it's kind of weird that Seth Rollins won the belt back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, why would he win the belt back after losing it? Like, it don't make any sense. All right. That was from uh, 860 phone line. I mean, I, I get, oh, actually, I think they're calling in right now. Perfect. All right. We got 860 on the line. What's going on? What's up? How's it going? Good, but not the way I planned. So, what? yeah, throw, let, let me hear. What did you think of SummerSlam? I mean, I did like it a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think it's kind of weird that Seth Rollins won the Universal Championship. Why did you think it was weird? Well, I mean, he just lost it. Why would he get it back, especially with broken ribs? Well, it it is a bit of a stacking the deck situation. I get that, but maybe they just wanted to... 
it is weird that they would have Brock just come in and win the money in the bank and then ultimately lose it the next the next time. Maybe they just wanted to have some sort of high profile match for Seth at SummerSlam and they didn't think that they could have a big drawing universal championship match at SummerSlam other than doing like a whole Brock and Seth hot potatoing a little bit. That's my only guess, but I see your point. Yeah. But mostly I'm happy. Oh, what was your favorite part of SummerSlam? It would probably have to be Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. That was your favorite match of the night? Yep, probably. Nice. All right. What did you think of The Fiend? The Fiend? I honestly like the old Bray Wyatt. Really? That's the first time I've heard that. Okay. Is there any particular reason why you like the old Wyatt better? He actually does have one personality, the fiend. He's eh. Okay. What um what what'd you think of uh the Kofi Orton match that we had? I feel like Randy should have won. What makes you say that? Kofi did get RKO'd after jumping off the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. So because he got hit with the RKO, you think that he, he should have he should have that right then and there he should have he should have lost the match? Yeah. Alright, fair enough. If you had to um if you had to rate SummerSlam out of ten, what would you give it a rating? Give it a nine point five. Wow, pretty high rating. Alright. Awesome. Pretty pretty solid stuff. I mean, I know a lot of people thought it was generally so-so, but, hey, I mean, hey, deep to their own. What, uh, anything else you want to mention before we wrap up for you for the night? Yeah, um, Dolph Ziggler, not that good. I think he's mentally ill. Uh, he, he could be if he's, if he's the type of person who's challenging Goldberg to keep coming out and spearing him. I mean, didn't really pan out for him very well, but, hey, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. All right. Bye. Have a, have a good night. All right. I think we got time for one last phone call as we wrap up the SummerSlam review here, which I appreciate you guys so much for coming in here. Uh, we got time for one final call. Who will it be? We'll have to see. Let's see here. We got a lot. Of, I'm just checking out the Twitter feeds and all that, and a lot of people. A lot of people uh, still complimenting about The Fiend and talking about The Fiend in general, which is uh, apparently the biggest hit, I think, of the pay-per-view. I think a lot of people, generally speaking, is yeah, they're saying it's the biggest thing of the show, so awesome that. We'll take time for one more phone call at, again, 978-237-4818, and here's the last one of the evening. We got a call from 304. What's going on? Um... Colonel, I'm mad about that pay-per-view tonight. Oh, Donna. Oh, no. What, what are you mad about the pay-per-view for? Because Brock lost. <laughs> oh, because Brock lost. You you didn't you want Brock to win. Yes, I did. Okay. Okay, why'd you want Brock uh, to win? Because he's my favorite. Colonel, one time, he used to have a Facebook account. Brock mm -hmm. did, and I was a friend of his on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And he, he used to talk to me a lot of times. He's a good, he's a nice guy, really. Mm -hmm. And he used to tell me, he said, people wonder why I'm not at the pay-per-views a lot. He said, well, 
you know, he's a farmer. He does, he he plants vegetables and stuff. And mm-hmm. he done, he told me, he told me he donates a lot of his pop you know, his vegetable gardens to the underprivileged and people that are in either in old age homes or either in uh, um, orphanages. I have heard that. I have heard that he does that. And uh, I like Brock, and I think he should have kept that belt. I screamed at that TV so hard last tonight, and he. I hope and pro- hope that Paul Heyman gives him another shot. He's in charge of Wall right now. Right. And, Walt, and Paul Heyman is a uh, his protege, his advocate, mm-hmm. and I believe may hopefully he'll get another shot and. Because I, I, I'm told, I told my sister, I said, I'm so mad I feel like canceling my prescription, WWE subscription. Oh, you got to be careful of that. But what would you, I mean, I, I don't think you would go that far. I mean, don't don't get too crazy now. But, okay, but I mean, aside from that, there were there things about SummerSlam that you liked? I liked The Fiend mm-hmm. match. I loved The Fiend. I loved Kevin Owens match. And... Uh, uh, that's about it, I think. Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon, and I like The Fiend. I tell you, that Fiend is going to be a big star, I think. I think you're right. I was saying the same thing to a lot of people that I think that, you know, if they if they protect it the right way, I saw a lot of people making a lot of Undertaker comparisons, which I know is not a good thing to compare, you know, somebody else to a legend, of, especially of that stature, but I mean... If they play this, if they do the character the right way, and if they if they um, protect him the right way, then you know, sky's the limit. You know, as far as this goes, um, what would you say is your? So you like the fiend, but what was your favorite match overall? I think it was the, uh, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Oh, okay, that's an interesting one. What made you like that one? I, I like Kevin Owens. He's Fair one enough. of my favorites. Fair enough. What you? I mean, did you? What do you think about Goldberg coming back? I like Goldberg. Okay. I like him on WCW. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I watched WCW because of Goldberg. <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. he was good, and and I think he was he was unstoppable. Aside aside from Rollins and Lesnar, what was your least favorite match? I think it would be Charlotte, and well, they have a good match, but Charlotte and Trish. I didn't like that too good because I wanted Charlotte Twish to win because mm-hmm. Twish is older and she need she needed a, a win to go out on. Mm. Well, that's a good point. That's a very good point. What um what are you out of coming out of SummerSlam? What are you the most excited for to see? Like what happens next with? Uh, sh- uh, 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 the Clash of Champions is the next pay per view. Mm-hmm. I think I'm. I think I'm going to look. Looking forward to that. Okay. It depends on who all wrestles right, in the matches. I want the fiend to wrestle, and I want to block and <laughs> and. Uh, Seth to uh, go at it again. Seth, yeah. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, that... sorry, he's, he's, he, he is so generous. Mark is, and he's so helpful with people. He's uh, and everything. He people was bothering him so much on Facebook. He had to cancel his Facebook account. Mm. And but uh, we were friends until he 
closed it out. He told me, he said, it's not you, it's other people. He said, you are always good and decent toward me. Yeah, unfortunately, there are people out there who cannot be decent sometimes, which is unfortunate. But anything else, Don, about SummerSlam before we uh, let you go for the night and wrap things up? I like, I wished, uh, who, who do y'all, I want to ask you something. Yeah. Who would you like Becky Lynch to go with to go against? Who would you want to drop, hold to drop that title against? Who do I want her to have it, have it face against next? Yeah. That's a and tough Bailey call. Too. Bailey, I think. Um, yeah, that's a tough call. I I would personally do Bailey versus Asuka again. Mm-hmm. I think that would be an interesting little little rivalry, and then you can involve the Kabuki Warriors and all that. For Becky mm-hmm. Lynch, it's a tough one. I wouldn't mind seeing an Italia rematch, um, but at the same time, I know everyone's gonna eye roll when I say Sasha if she is coming back. If she is mm-hmm. coming back, I think Sasha would make the most sense for Becky. You know who I like to, uh, uh, Becky Lynch to go against, and she is unstoppable. Shayna Baszler. Ooh, good choice. Very, very good choice, Don. I do like that one. I think she. I think it's only a matter of time before Shayna gets called up. So we'll see. I like Shayna Baszler. She is so unstoppable. She, she has never. I think she's lost one match, and that's when she. Kylie Sane got the belt the first time. But mm-hmm. then she we, we claimed the belt, and she's not lost it since. That's true. That is true. But Donna, uh, I appreciate... Oh, sorry, go ahead. And Kofi Kingston, I hope he gets some well, we match against Wendy Orton, because I like to have Wendy Orton get the belt before they go into Fox. I think we definitely will see a rematch between Orton and Kofi uh, at, at Clash of Champions, absolutely. But, but uh, Donna, I appreciate you calling in as always, and thank you so much. Anything else you want to add before we let you go? No, you, I won't. I'm, uh, y'all, you have a nice night and have a nice weekend. You too, Donna. Thank you so much. And and let me tell you something. Mm. If he, I, I, Oscar is a friend of mine on Twitter, and we've been tweeting. Uh, she has asked me for my phone number when I gave it, and we've been tweeting back and forth on, <laughs> on wait, the. On wait, the you and who? Oscar. No kidding. Yeah, no. That's awesome. We talk. We talk a lot. That's awesome, Donna. Make sure you let her, you let her know the, you know, who your favorite YouTuber is. Not, not me. Whoever, whoever your favorite YouTuber is. I'm kidding. Well, but, you <laughs> are. You, well, you are. Well, thank you, Donna. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for calling in. Well, you have a nice night and have a nice rest of the weekend and nice week. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. All right, guys. That was Donna, and thank you so much for her calling in, and thank you guys all for uh, chiming in and your thoughts on SummerSlam. If you guys haven't, let me know your thoughts. Hit me up in the comments. Hit me up on social media, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagrams, all that stuff. If you guys want to help support the stream, of course, you get our merch over at the Represent Store. And, of course, check out Patreon for a ton of cool bonus goodies. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate the continued love and support. Take care. And until next time, guys, do take it easy.